I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome to the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. And welcome to the Wednesday Rundown AEW Production Dynamite. Man. What do you think? Uh, crowd wasn't too shabby out of uh, the show-me state of, of uh, Missouri in the city of St. Louis. What do you think, man? Yeah, I thought uh, the crowd was actually way hot. I think, uh, and I'm usually not one, like we talked about in the last episode, to, to really pay attention to crowd stuff. But I think if the crowd wasn't as hot and live as they were, the opening match probably wouldn't have been as good as it was. Uh, no offense to Matt Hardy, but he's been there, done that. I'm kind of like, okay. But, man, that hot opener between Jungle Boy and Matt Hardy, great match. And I think the crowd definitely helped that. The the way they were – the way Matt Hardy was over, the interactions with uh, Ethan, uh, my only – obviously, we're jumping right into it. <laughs> I was excited about this whole Dynamite in general. But my only uh, like thing that distracted me that I didn't like – and actually, I think it's probably the only thing on the entire show I didn't like was Hook. It was just kind of not in his character to come out. Like, I kind of get that he's feuding with Ethan Page a little bit, but, like, Jungle Boy kind of kicked him to the side a while back, so I don't know if they're going to, like, play into this whole thing and it's going to end up becoming a a hook 
like maybe Hook and Jungle Boy coming out so, out of the pay per view, uh, like Hook on a heel run. I'm not sure. It was just kind of weird. It didn't fit, but the match itself, I was pretty impressed with. Um, the work rate for both was great. I mean, even considering that, uh, you know, Matt Hardy's bump cards getting up there. Yeah, he was able to do enough with Jungle Boy to make you kind of not realize he wasn't doing a lot. So it was pretty good having Jungle Boy go over, even though it's Matt Hardy and he doesn't have the same prestige as he does when he was in WWE. Having him go over, though, I think was still a statement like, OK, he's got wins and he's been on a win- winning streak. He beat Christian Cage just recently. So good stuff. And then that MJF promo after. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought I thought Jungle Boy moved one step closer to being Jack Perry. I really enjoyed the match, the action on the side of the ring. I don't know if every, anyone knows this, but the apron is the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> and, oh, just like whenever you see people setting up for something on the, you know, on the apron, I'm like, hey, breaking news. It's really hard right there. And they, like you said, I mean, Hardy's bump card is damn, you know, 20 years deep. He dealt with a uh, lower back and hip issue where his lower back, the L5 and S1, which is your tailbone and the first vertebrae, fused itself together. And like just out of self-preservation. So good for Hardy, you know, for still grinding it out, going with one of the one of the pillars, I thought. I, like I said, I think it took one step closer to being Jack Perry or some new version of him. Great, 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 great. I don't know how many greats I could give this. The promo oh. from Jack, from from a, if you, you know, you know MJF is going to give you gold when he starts running his suck. You know he's going to, he's going to banter the fans He's going to let, you know, some woman in the crowd that he not he's, you know, he'll say, and you, I think you're a disgusting, typical St. Louis, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's going to talk up uh, Long Island or the next show because he hates where he is and he just wants to get to what's next. And they're going to be in New York uh, next episode. So I thought that was I thought it was strong. And like you said, a really, really strong start to to the card. And I'm trying to figure out what Hook's character is. I think they're going to repackage him. And uh, that may be a step toward it. Maybe because he didn't, Ethan didn't come back down. Hook didn't come back down. Maybe, I don't know if, like trying to run like what AEW and the Magic Pencil's doing. I don't think that, I, maybe... I don't think Hook becomes a casualty of the Blackpool Combat Club. No. But, um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll come up with something different for him, and um, it, it'll, it'll make sense and help get Ethan Page back on track. So, like, a lot of uh, wrestlers on that card that are sort of at the four-way stop at 2 in the morning, you're sober, but you don't want to run the light, and but you want you, – it's like – you know, Starks is kind of marking time. You got Ethan Page kind of marking time. Not really sure what they're doing. And uh, Hook is another one of those, like, not necessarily like Lacey Evans bad where they stop, start, you're a heel, you're a face, you're this, you're that. But I think if they could repackage them and put a rocket rocket on, maybe not Hook's back, because I'd like to see what's going to happen with the pillars. That is, man, I can't stand it. I, 
I, that is going to be a fun, fun program. Oh. And, um, and the way I'm they're building the, the four-way pillars match is going to be interesting because mm-hmm. so four-way matches happen all the time. And it's always kind of been like, meh, you know, like it's just four dudes. They beat each other. They're building these layers upon layers of story in this to where in the match you can have Darby Allen going against Jungle Boy in almost yeah. a singles match. And then Darby Allen and Sammy and then MJF and Sammy and like yeah. all these permutations of this, the four of them intertwining is great. And then the the promo like MJF putting over Jungle Boy and saying like, hey, we left that match and I, you, I was convinced you were one like just like me. And then the whole gist of the promo of being, I'm the devil on your shoulder. You should have listened to me because you you and I could have run this place. Yeah. And then you've got you know him saying, well, I'm, I'm the angel on the shoulder. No, I'm going to do this the right way. And, and his line where he said, I'm going to do it to where when I wake up with a championship, I'm not waking up alone and hating who I see in the mirror. Oh, mm. What a line, man. Like I was like. Get them, Jungle Boy. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those seed plants that, you know, nine months to a year later, that that's going to come up again because because it is it's those nuggets where you're like, okay, I, I'm going to hang on to this for Jungle Boy because he hasn't given me that. He hasn't given me that ever, ever. Yeah, I'm going to hang on to that one so I can use it, and then you can grab the uh, four pillars in the ring a couple weeks ago. And you can grab some of those pieces out from uh, Darby Allen or you know, just, you know, and then and I liked how they kept going to the back and showing Darby Allen and Guevara watching. I was yes. like, man, that is smooth. And then you hear MJF's music hit and I'm like, shoo, that's going to be that's going to be nice. And then, you know, seeing seeing Jack get the upper hand and in the heel leaving, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the scarf. And again, it's oh. those little details, yeah. right? You're like, hmm, is he going to stop wearing the scarf? Is is uh, Jack going to start showing up with the scarf? Is the scarf going to mean nothing? And I'm just reading into it. We'll <laughs> it's AEW. Um, <laughs> it lets you do that, though. <laughs> yeah. So like, we'll, no, we'll get into some stuff later on in the show yeah. that definitely you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about, so next week uh, they've announced, uh, what was it? MJF Appreciation Night. And they're in Long Island, which is where he's from. So I I think next week is Sammy Guevara's turn. And the reason mm. is, you know MJF's going to get a hero's welcome in Long Island. He always is treated like a like a face when he goes to Long Island. So I think you get Sammy to come out because Sammy's a heel. He's working a heel. And you get him to come out to play the, play the heel and interrupt you know, MJF's appreciation day. Ooh. And now you've got Sammy getting his his turn at it and being able to um, get his turn to interact with MJF. And then next week you get Darby and then maybe next week you get MJF or you don't even get MJF. You get Darby and Sammy in the ring and then you get, they have so much they can do on these promos and then the matches they, Oh, I'm it's such a good build. So good. Yeah. It's, it's real smart. It's been smart. I, yeah, it's super smart, very strong. It's keeping everyone. It's keeping everyone interested, and and um, yeah, I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited. And, and the thing about it is, it doesn't have to end at the pay per view with the four way. Yeah, because it's something that they could spin off into so many feuds, and this could go to two or three pay per views down the road till we finally get a conclusion of it. You mentioned Blackpool Combat Club and uh, that storyline. Oh man, good stuff. And it's interesting because you had mentioned to me, I think it was at work or in text or something about how. 
you felt like they were the NWO and interfering in all these matches. I didn't see that. Like, I just see them specifically targeting the elite because they had a match with Dalton Castle and the boys. So they attack them on the way to the ring, throw them in the wing and pin them. So that was their match of the night. Um, and then the hangman piece. And then just throughout the show, they were specifically targeting Omega. It's not like they interfered in everything else. So I guess I could see it, but yeah, that's smart. That, that's smart. That's a good way to put it. I, I think I was just looking at it because of how, and I'm, you know what? I'm just a victim of my WWE brain on how you're going <laughs> to see at the start of the match or at the start of the show, they're in the parking garage. And then you're going to see them in a vignette in the middle of the show. And then you see them in the main event. So it just seemed like, oh, geez, here's the Blackpool combat come again. That's a good point because it wasn't just I'm going to hit everybody um, although it looked like that at the end, but it was like you said, it's the elite. That, you know, those were the only ones there that that took the uh, took the shot. So yeah, it made sense. Yeah, and then and then I talked about like intricate things you try to read into, and this Don Callis mm. stuff, man. Uh, so him in with Kenny Omega and like admitting like, oh, like I, I he didn't punch me, I fell, and and then kind of planting that seed. Like, why would you think you would hit me? Like, what <laughs> what in your friendship right. makes you doubt him? And I love how under his breath, Kenny's and Mango's like, well, he's done it before. <laughs> and then, you know, then he's like, well, I'm going to go find him. We're going to, we're going to work this out. And he walks up to Hangman and I love how he's got his hand out to shake, <laughs> shake his hand. And then, uh, you know, he gets the beat down and he's just kind of standing there very awkwardly with his hand out the whole time. Uh, and then obviously they turn on him and beat him down too. I just, it was just beautiful storytelling. And, uh, you know, unfortunately he took that bump and if you watch it back, you can hear his head hit that metal piece, uh, and it's like, oof, yeah, I saw, that was that yeah, was. I saw a couple of clips of it, and I was like, oh man, that is not that is not going to buff out. And uh, so yeah, that's we'll, the hard way, right there. <clears throat> yeah. So, and you know what, um, Don Callis's Twitter handle is right, the Invisible Hand. Hmm. So yeah, there. I think there's something else there, and I don't know if he's changed his handle or like his Twitter name recently. I think there's something there and good, bad, or indifferent. I think there's money to be made with, you know, with something going on. So I'm here for it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because so he's been the invisible hand for a while. Um, and he's always talked about how he has controlled Kenny Omega and helped him push. And my whole thing with his storyline with Kenny, with Don Callis and Kenny specifically is, is he trying to separate him from the Bucks? Because he looks like, well, the Bucks with him, they lost and the Bucks aren't worth it. Is he trying to partner him with Takeshita down the road and then build Takeshita for his next cash Ooh. cow? Or is he wanting to keep Kenny single so that he can milk him for all these big matches as Jeff Cobb? He's doing uh uh who's he got next I can't he's who's he got next week? Anyway, he, you know, he's doing all these big dream matches by Kingo, Jeff Cobb, and it's gonna bother me because it's a big match next week too. But He's he's like, I'm going to get him for all these big matches because I can see he's wearing down. I can't get much more out of him. And then I'm going to flip and go to Takeshita and start building Takeshita up and then kind of betray Kenny. But in the meantime, I've got to break the relationship with him and Hangman so he's got nowhere to turn to. Like, oh. There's all these little directions it can go with, and I'm just like, wow. Or is he working with the Blackpool Combat Club and he's wanting them to destroy the elite? I just it's I don't know where they're going to go with it, and I can't wait to find out. And that's what I love about it. Like this story thread is top notch is as good as it's 
as story can get in, in, in wrestling, in my opinion. And then one of the things I was also going to say is, so I, I said it a while back when Kenny was hurt. And then I said it when he was out on his eight month, Tony Khan needs Kenny Omega. Yes. Because I think Kenny Omega goes in there and I think he sits in production meetings and I think he helps with the pacing of the show. I think he helps with the, the storytelling, the booking, because there is a distinct difference in the product oh, when Kenny Omega is not yeah. in the building. The flow. I mean, this show from top to bottom was great. I enjoyed every part of it. So we have the attack and then we've got, which another brilliant thing is you've got Kenny sitting there in the go position, ready to go uh, oh out my start. God. And 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 Freaking Tony Schiavone Tony comes up. Schiavone. And, hey, God. I just wanted to let you know what happened. And Kenny's like, "What? They got, he jumped? Well, I got a match. I got to focus on my match." And then we go to the match, which was good. It wasn't top tier. Oh my gosh, Will Offspray by Kingo. Oh, yeah, that- but I, I thought it was a very good match. I enjoyed it. I the story they told in it of a couple things I noticed. Well, first of all, is I noticed when now since he was defending the IWGP US title. He came out to his Japanese yes. music, which I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like that, the I really liked the entrance. I thought the just the mood was really good, and then plus, you know, he's dealing with the distractions and everything. So I think uh, I think that's I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So and then yeah, Jeff Cobb, man, that's a big dude. He does some really good stuff. It was a great match. Enjoyed it a lot. I'd like to, I'd like to see um, Cage go against Omega. Before oh. Cage's contract is up, because my WWE brain has got Cage going up against uh, Braun Strowman. I don't think he'll do a card with uh, Lesnar because Lesnar doesn't have time for that. I think uh, him and Karrion Cross would be a lot of fun. So you know, there's a lot of big people money to be made with with Cage over there at um, Cage with uh, WWE. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what they end up doing. But yeah, so they. You know, the a couple of backstage, you know, vignettes and stuff. And um, like you said, the the distraction from Tony. I'm thinking, Tony, what the hell are you doing, dude? But well, and I love how he kind of tried to justify it during the match by saying, Oh man, he's like, I thought it was gonna motivate him to get in there and yeah, and do the business. He goes, I I, I wasn't thinking. And I and I love how uh Taz gave him shit about it and yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, so you get backstage piece with Callus and Omega. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make it right. And then JAS courting the acclaim <laughs> and both of that, like the acclaim. I mean, they're, I, I really like their character. Uh, Matt Menard and uh, Angelo take them, leave them do, you know, do whatever. I think they, I think it, they would have a good program because of their mic skills. It's pretty funny. And you cut to a commercial and then, bam! You got Dalton and the boys laid out on the on the on the on the, on the uh, walkway. And then I blink. I think I blink three times. And, <laughs> and the match got, is over. You got the Ring of Honor World Champion pinning, and they go back up through the through the fans. I'm like, oof! That was that was pretty crisp. And so you're like, okay, so they're still. They're st- in the building. You know, yeah, they're still circling the ring like sharks that smell blood. And man, I one, oh, one thing I want to talk about the the acclaimed courting thing. So at first I was a little mad about it. I'm like, because I'm a leave, thank you to Michael Sidgwick because he's got this in my brain now and it messes me every time. Is the invisible camera thing? 
And I was like, oh, like we all know there's a camera there. Like I hate that they pretend the camera's not there. The elite do a good job because they like to say Brandon's carrying the camera. So that's why they catch stuff on video. When I watched it back today, I realized that it was it was one of the 2.0 guys go, hey, and we bought our own camera guy with us. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm cool with the whole thing. Like it makes it so much better than just some random person walking around with a camera crew. So I was like, okay, like I I bought that better. And the thing about the the Dalton Castle and the boys coming out, uh, which I liked and I didn't catch it till my second watch either, was you know, they've got their little dancers in the back that do the the peacock dance. Well, as they're walking down, you slowly see like Moxie just blitz through all those guys and you see them all just go flying like a cartoon. And it's just kind of in the background. And yeah, that beat down, like I feel bad because I think I like Dalton Castle. I think he's a great character. I think it's fun to watch him. Uh, but yeah, Blackpool comic didn't play. And then, yeah, and then that's when they ended up going backstage and uh, and getting Hangman and, and Don Callis. And yeah, so I, I skipped all that, but I was just so excited about to talk about Blackpool comic club and everything. Yeah, I, I like Jeff Cobb. I mean, he's popped up on a couple of shows. He did, uh, I've seen some of his work in New Japan. And for a dude to be that big and that athletic, super, super fun. And I, I thought it was a really good match. And I saw some of the Twitter warriors talking about how it was a subpar match for Kenny. And my comment, my comment is, I will take a subpar match every day if that's going to be subpar right and you know we were we were talking about matt hardy's bump card earlier i mean he can only i mean he can only go at that clip for so long and to see don Callis sort of you know milking milking the the cash cow or the golden goose or whatever especially with the little sprinklings of with the wwe talk and you know, they, they delayed his contract and they did this, that, and the third. I think they're a package deal. So if one goes, they'll all go. And with uh, Nick being hurt, I mean, that puts everything on hold for nine months. So that that's, uh, that's going to be interesting what's going to occur. The, uh, the action in the ring with Kenny Omega, he did the Frankensteiner. I just was out of my mind. You know, styles make fights, body types, and the way people move and everything. I thought Cobb worked up. Oh, absolutely. You know, Kenny didn't have to work down. Cobb worked up. And I, I thought it was a great showing for Cobb. And I thought a, an excellent, excellent match for for Kenny. And him him selling sort of his bumps and bruises and stuff, I thought that was, oh, it's so I thought good. That was strong. The way he carries on, like, the injuries from week to week every match. Because, you know, next week he'll be there and he'll probably have more tape on his ribs and maybe a new tape on his shoulder because Cobb targeted his shoulder. And the way he does that and just continues to build that into his story is fantastic. Well, that wasn't the only body part or that, you know, he wasn't the only person that targeted that shoulder. So I think that will be, like you said, I think that'll be a theme going forward. And there's there's a lot, a lot of money to be made with uh with the current configuration of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, I was a kid in a candy store when <laughs> when when uh they they so they get in the ring to beat up Blackpool Combat Club comes back out to beat up Omega. You know, I'm like, okay, we're going to get the beat down and then Brian Danielson's music hits and I'm like, hell yes. Okay, cool. Here we go. And he gets in the ring and at first I'm like at first for a split second, I'm like, okay, he's going to be a face now, but then I'm like, no, he came out the heel tunnel because if you pay attention, AEW has a face in a heel tunnel. Yeah, the left and right. Yep. yep. So he came out the heel tunnel, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, 
who knows? Like he's always from the beginning since he's been there, he's come out the heel tunnel. And he made a joke about it when he first arrived that he comes out the heel tunnel. But how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Then he hit him. Man, that was the most stiff looking Busaiko knee I have ever seen. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. And even Kenny, like, just his selling is so good. I'm like, oh my God, he's really hurt. And then he puts him in the LaBelle lock. Yeah. He puts him in that LaBelle lock and the Blackpool Comic Club would just beat him down. And you see uh, Nakamura and, and Brandon come out and they just get tossed away. Oh, man. So you can set up Kenny Omega versus Cesaro, which I don't think has happened. Kenny Omega versus Yuta. Oh, it's going to be great. Kenny Omega versus Moxley again. Kenny Omega versus Danielson again. Like, man. And then with the Young Bucks being hurt, now your mind starts going, okay, well, does Tony Khan now have to kick his ass into gear to go get Ibushi? Because now you can have the Golden Lovers reunite, and that's who the backup can be. Uh Is Hangman calling Jay White on the phone to try to get Jay White in to get some help? That was my my initial thought was, okay, you're not going to do anything with Will Osprey. He's not leaving, right? you know, Aussie Open and all that stuff. He's hurt right now, so he can't be an effective member of any kind of faction. And, you know, he's gold over in New Japan. And the only other likely, likely candidate is Jay White. So, I mean. Just had another idea. So, you've got this stuff with Callis and Takeshita. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What if Callus is in with the Blackpool Combat Club to take out all the members of the Elite so he can take Takeshita and insert him into the Elite as his new, hey, I, you should work with this guy. So now he's putting Takeshita next to Kenny Omega as he wears down Kenny Omega and pushes up Takeshita so that now you've formed this like pseudo-Elite with Takeshita and Hangman and oh, Omega wow. while the Bucks are out. And then, like I said, bring in Ibushi and you got the Golden Lovers with Takeshita. And oh, there's so many things they can do. Wow. It's just going to be, oh, I can't Ooh. wait, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I got, I'm I'm going to do some homework over the next couple of days and see some of the other threads with with New Japan, with the current card of AEW and Ring of Honor. Are there other connecting threads? And, you know, and then you have some fodder in there. What, where does Adam Cole fit in? 
Like he's just kind of orbiting. He he needs something to to sink his teeth into. Does he? Wow. They kind of gave know, it to us so. at the end of the show, which sucked. I wasn't excited about that. Yeah, I was like, why? You know why? And you know we keep talking about we've got a Jericho problem. We you know we need Jericho to go away for a minute, and he's in three feuds. Yeah, I mean, is so then I, at first I was thinking, okay, the short term booking is he turns on Daniel Garcia for losing. I was like, oh, that's too easy. That's that's low hanging fruit. Okay, he's gonna jump in the ring and hit the code breaker or something. No, that's that's too quick because Bebe just came back and he's in the ring with his girl. You you don't want that smoke. And so then my mind starts going, okay, long term booking. There's there's a lot of opportunities, but I don't I didn't want to see Adam Cole leapfrog everyone because I want to see what Starks is going to do. I want to see what Ethan Page is going to do. I want to see what's going to happen with the four pillars and. You know, is so, yeah. And they they could insert Adam Cole into the Elite Saga, too, because prior to All Out and actually prior to his injury, to be honest with you, they there was that there was an underlining thread of when Omega came back, it was going to be Omega and Cole fighting over the love of the Bucks to say, you know, to put it that way. Yeah, because he had kind of taken over the Elite and then you had Red Dragon. You had all those weird threads, but all that kind of fell apart. So they could go back and retouch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where they're going to go with it. I'm very intrigued, uh, I think, because yeah, I thought, <laughs> well, see, my thing is, is I thought the, G- the JAS was going to feud with the House of Black. So we were setting all that up, and then it's like they're going to drop that now? Or is Jericho still going to feud with Malachi Black in the House of Black, and, and he's going to feud with Adam Cole? Or is he about to turn on the JAS? Because I, when they walked up the aisle with Garcia, so just to recap, because we kind of jump right into it. Uh, Daniel Garcia, Adam Cole for Adam Cole's first match back. Really good match. The first pile driver, I went, oh, God. But he's okay, so that's good. And Adam Cole gets the win. Big celebration. And then Jericho comes out and escorts Daniel uh, Garcia out. But when they got to the top of the ramp for a split second, I thought Jericho was going to deck him. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I saw his hand tapping him on the shoulder like, hey, I'm about to wear you out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like, that's too easy. And. Like the first four minutes of the Adam Cole Garcia match, you could see the nerves in in um, Adam Cole that he missed a couple of easy easy moves. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not even. I don't even see that because he'll settle down. You know, he'll make the magic, and um, that's exactly what he did. He missed a couple of missed a couple of steps. Anybody would have done that. Probably even worse. And. You know, he took some massive, massive bumps and to be coming back after a head injury, I like the psychology of it. That's super smart to target that injury or that, you know, that body part that was was uh, compromised during his timeout and just really, really good show. Daniel Garcia, I think, uh, really got over and um, it was good to see Adam Cole go over. And, you know, whatever happens. But like you said, if I don't want to see Adam Cole with, um, you know, in a program with Jericho right now, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to see that. So I'm, I'm kind of torn about it because I think they'll have a hell of a good match. Oh yeah. It's just 
Jericho has a tendency to drag things on right. and you're just like, all right, I got it. So I almost, I almost would like hope for like, you know, rampage Cole comes out and goes, yeah, I'm done. Jericho, you want to show me like we're going to do it on dynamite and we're done. We're not going to do this. Go through my gauntlet, like call it out and call a spade a spade and be like, nope, we're not doing this spot on. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to beat you. And then I'm moving on. Like we're not doing this BS. And I think Cole's got enough pull in the back that he could do that. I think, you know, we, we can make that happen. Uh, we did skip the women's match. I just want to touch on it real quick because I thought it was a decent match. Um, Willow Nightingale lost to Ruby Soho uh, in a straightforward match. The heels playing heel world. And then at the end, you heel, the, the easy for me to say, <laughs> the heels playing the heel role. And then we had uh, the very end, Riho and Sky Blue come out to help. And then Jamie Hayter came out and just effing cleared that ring, man. And then chased everyone. I'm like, shoot. Oh, that was great. And I think that was improv. I think that was almost one of those production flubs where they should, like, they were supposed to cut earlier and they didn't. And she gets out and they're still standing there. And she does that, get, go. All right, <laughs> eff it. I'm going to chase All you. Right, oh, man, it was good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I and Riho and Hayter. Ooh, that's going to be a hell of a match on Wednesday. It, th- this next Wednesday card's shaping up to be a good one. And I know what Tony Khan's doing, right? We've got WrestleMania. Everybody's going to talk WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Monday, Tuesday will be WrestleMania. He is going to do something on Wednesday to make everybody go, geez, did you see blank? And kind of try to turn the conversation. Yeah. So just to like temper everybody's expectations. Okay. Yes, I am a WWE fan. I am a professional wrestling fan. The last time... Tony Khan came out and said, I have a huge announcement. He announced that very awkwardly, too, that we're going to have <laughs> a TV show. And I just, you know, it was kind of like, wah, wah. So I, I'm, I'm sort of tempering my expectations because, like you said, you know, the Monday night after WrestleMania, you're going to have some folks just on a absolute rampage whether it's lesnar or if um lashley didn't get you know competition level that he wanted because he you know he doesn't currently have um a, a dance partner on the wrestlemania card unless it's something's gonna fall out and that andre andre the giant uh on the andre, excuse me andre the giant battle royal so i think um yeah so you're so we're wrapping up the that piece you get Adam Cole, great victory, very, very good match. You get the Ring of Honor sort of celebration with the colors and the banners and everything falls. Then you get the DMD comes out. And uh, I didn't realize she was dealing with like a pretty significant back injury. So shout out to uh, DMD for dealing with that. I've, I've had a problem for, you know, 20 years or whatever. So for her to be going... And uh, I hope she, you know, heals up and it's not something that's going to haunt her for the rest of her life. But it was uh, it was a really good show. The crowd did a really good job. Uh, Don Callis, I I don't know if he got stitches or staples, but my man is not if if he's on camera anytime soon. Man, he'll play that up as part of the character thing, too. Oh, yeah. And I think. um talking about dmd and that did you happen to watch the all access yet aw all access i recorded it and i'm on the fence uh just some of the mixed mixed emotions on it and i'm like that's stupid i 
I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it because I've watched, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. I've watched, Same thing. you know, Tales of the Territory. I don't necessarily consider myself a, a smart fan because I've never touched a rope and I love the suspended, sus, you know, su- suspending my belief. And, you know, I know they're, the uh, the matches are scripted, but they are laying it in. Things go wrong. And I'm super excited to see it. And without, you know, without giving it away, I'm going to venture to say it's going to be better than um, like Total Bellas, Total Divas, you know, that kind of thing. So my I had the same thing, right? I started. So I watched the sneak preview and my recording only got half of it because the NBA game went long. But I watched I watched part of it and started watching it. And I had the same thing. I'm like, I feel kind of dirty watching this. Like. Like a voyeur. And I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think part, yeah, exactly. Don't make it weird. Don't but make it weird. I think part of it is because Dark Side of the Ring, um, Rivals, uh, the AEW. Ooh, yeah, or, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. So like yeah, all, Rivals all of those and Legends. Heroes and, yeah. and Villains and Legends. Yeah. Uh, most Amazing Moments. I think because those all happened in the past, they don't affect me as much. Whereas when I'm watching the Young Bucks and Britt Baker and Adam Cole, who are literally on the show I just watched, it made me feel a way. And it was, I don't even know how to put a pin in it. Like, I don't know what it was. And because I watched Being the Elite and you see the Young Bucks talk about their travels and all this other stuff, but it was almost like too much of the backstage stuff. Like, I am with you. I like to suspend my belief. And then seeing a bloody Danielson talking to a Sammy Guevara after they just had a match was just like, uh, or like, you know, Ruby Soho going up to Ty after she bashed her arm and saying, hey, that hurt. Like, I was just like, okay, like, it made me feel icky inside. But at the same time, like, my it's like watching a car wreck because I'm like, I want to watch it. I want to know more. So I'm, I'm curious. Like, I'm going to give it, like, watch the whole thing. I haven't watched it yet. But it's definitely, uh, it's de- it was definitely a weird feeling when I started it. And I'm tired of the bullshit criticism about, you know, hey, it's all access, but they're not going to talk about the all out stuff. No, they're not. They're under non-disclosure agreements and lawsuits could happen. They're not going to talk about that stuff. Stop prying. Stop asking. Let it go. And because I was watching, I was listening to, or not watching. I was reading some crap on Twitter and people were, oh, it's called all access, but they're not eh, F off. Like there are a couple people on Twitter that just get under my skin because they're so hypocritical on stuff. And it just it just bothers me. So I, I try to just ignore those people and keep going. Don't let it affect my life. I enjoy it like you. Enjoy wrestling for wrestling. I like WWE sometimes. I like AEW sometimes. I dislike them both sometimes. They're, they're, <laughs> it's, it's they break my heart sometimes. Right? You're like, Grr. yeah. But I think I think for so I think Tony's got some smart people in his ear that are telling him, all right, here here's the line. This is as far as you go, and you know, just like we won't ever see the Undertaker character ever again. Undertaker has moved on to the dark side or the death Valley, you know, he's, he's gone because Mark Calloway is now, you know, he's now Mark Calloway. He has a stand up show that he does. Um, so I think we'll see regular iterations of the American badass. And, you know, so with that same vein, you know, he's going to have smart people going, Ooh, bup, 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 bup. let's back it up a little bit. You almost, yeah. you know, cross the, you know, like the, um, like we're not going to see a production meeting where they're planning out the moves, right? We're not going to see we're not going to see Jr. and Tony and Kenny and the Young Bucks sitting here going, 
all right, at two minutes and 30 seconds, I need you to, you know, feed him this so he could take this bump. So I don't think we'll get that far. All right, production, I need you to be at this angle. Remember when Jericho fell? That part I'm okay with. And really? Yeah, so like that part, because you know they have production in the back. So that part, it didn't bother me. Like when like when Christopher Daniels was on saying, hey, focus on Penta and Matt. Like, I'm okay with that because if our, if as a fan watching it, I'm going to go, wait, wait, what is Penta okay. and Matt doing? Like that part I was okay with. What I don't want to see is the, the script. However... I'm not sure how much of it's not a work because the talks backstage with between Brick Baker and talking about like, I think there's some working in there because she talked a lot about Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And the rumors about Thunder Rosa coming back are starting to brew. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, how much of this is partially a work that they're going to. Yeah. And, and I, I do. I want to set us up a podcast where you and I are going to talk about why I think AEW is very old school because I think they work the fans like crazy. Even the Don Callis thing, I think, could be a work with him being bloodied opened. I, I don't. Mm. I wouldn't put it past Don Callis to to blade himself, and then put out there on Twitter and everything that, and tell it, tell the media that oh he took it the hard way just to get that sympathy built up. Man, like, and there recently was a thing that came out. Wow. It was Brian Alvarez, or I think it was Brian Alvarez with the Wrestling Observer. Apologize if it wasn't, but released something about how when CM Punk posted that that. Twitter rant or that Instagram rant, he went out and took it down. Well, he posted something in their contracts. It flat out says they are not allowed to talk about injuries. They're not allowed to talk about uh, bashing other um, wrestlers unless mm. approved. So I'm like, well, if they're not allowed to talk about their real world injuries, like how much of it's really a work that we don't know about? So I'm I'm curious about it all. I, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think uh, any anything you can do to protect the business, anything you can do to protect the girls and boys in the back and to the little Ellie Jair in me that was sitting watching Jerry, the King Lawler throw a fireball. Let's protect them as fans and girls that cry when they see jungle boy and Sammy Guevara and the dudes, the little boys that see like back in the day when Bret Hart would give the glasses or Cody's handing the, the weight belt. That's, that's like something tangible that this kid is going to go, one day I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Yes. Yes, you will, son. Keep keep it trucking. So, whatever they can do, I'm I'm in it. I think uh, this match or this match card, this show helped me get ready for WrestleMania because I know there's going to be a lot a lot of sports entertainment, and uh, I thought it was a really really good showing for uh, you professional it? wrestling. I gave it three and a half beards. I thought it was okay. uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't really have any huge complaints. It it wasn't a card that there was so much going on, so much to consume where I had to watch it like three or four times. I had to watch it twice and I, not had, but I watched it twice and it was like, okay, cool. And, you know, I picked up on some things the second time that I didn't pick up on the first and I want to go back and watch a couple of episodes from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Because there's some some things like what we talked about at work or uh, like over the phone or whatever. I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I do not remember hearing that or seeing that or you know they made some comments about the ambulance or whatever. I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and uh, be a little more you know look into it. Not not to be critical to like poke holes in it, but because I think there's they're giving you the Easter eggs 
You just need to gather them and, yes. and bring them with you because they're going to pay off later on and you're going to go, oh, yes. So, yeah. And that, that's that's part of all elite wrestling that I like is and just that's the elite because they've been doing it when they did New Japan. They did it in Ring of Honor. But let's let's wrap this one up. I went four beards. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, wasn't a four and a half like the other day. And I think one of the main reasons is it didn't have that all star blow away match like Vikingo. Mm-hmm. However, they hit, as Sidra would say, the trifecta. They hit a promo. They hit backstage. They hit story continuing. And they the matches were good. Good to great. Like, but none, no five star matches. So I went, I went four with it. Uh, cool. I thought it was a great show. I very much enjoyed it from beginning to end. The Blackpool Combat Elite saga is going to be amazing as we continue through. And the four pillars, like those are your two main oh, stories, man. plus the women's stuff, plus the Jade Cargill. Like we have so many stories going now. So I'm really digging it. Yeah. I like how you like Rhonda's going on this damn the man rant and AEW is investing in women's storylines. So I think, uh, you know, there's a couple of strong women, you know, women's storylines with Jade, Jade and uh, Taya. You've got uh, Ruby. And, you know, the insiders against the outsiders and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. And I like the women factions. I think that's really cool. That's something relatively new in my, in my head, even though, you know, there's been a couple, you know, in the past. So yeah, good stuff. Four beards, legit. Uh, they definitely earned it. Got a three and a half from me. So good stuff. Cool. All right, guys and gals, you know what time it is. It's time for us to say. Follow us, No Shave Man Cave, wherever you get your podcast from. iTunes, we're, we're on all of them. I'm not even going to list them all because we're legit. Where if you if it's a podcast network, we're on it. Subscribe, hit those download buttons, and, and uh, you know help support the show. Uh, if you are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, follow us at No Shave Man Cave. YouTube is getting better. We're going to start putting these in a video format. Uh, I've got quite a library of the ones we've done in the past. I'm going to go through and start editing those up in the next few days and start dropping those in. So you'll start seeing those also appreciate all the support. And I'm going to give the hot tag to Ellie Jair for the closer. Right. on. like he said, like subscribe, continue to follow us. Thank you for all the support and love. If you or a loved one are in any kind of distress, please, please, you know, get the help that you need, whether it's at nine, eight, eight, whether it's through, uh, uh, another means of counseling. I wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, like Shazam has recently said, he is loving himself. So you do the same and uh, we will be here loving you. So keep doing what you're doing. Look out for yourselves. Look out for one another. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.